Hey guys, welcome to Rihanna's Lens where I interact with you about the components in the STEM field and introduce you to fascinating people who passionately inhabit the scientific and technical frontiers of our society. I am your host Rihanna Malhotra and I am back with yet another exhilarating episode. Look, it surely has been a while, but now that I am back, I cannot wait to explore something that is so odd yet so exciting: artificial intelligence. In the coming years, artificial intelligence is probably going to change your life and likely the entire world. In fact, it already has. But people have a hard time agreeing on exactly how. There's a big difference between asking a human to do something and giving that as an objective to an AI system. When you ask a human to suppose get you a cup of coffee, you don't mean that this should be their life's mission and nothing else in the universe matters. And the problem with the way we build AI systems now is to give them a fixed objective. The algorithms require us to specify everything in the objective. And if you say can we fix the acidification of the oceans? Yeah, you could have a catalytic reaction that does this extremely efficiently, but it consumes a quarter of the oxygen in the atmosphere, which would apparently cause us to die fairly slowly and unpleasantly over the course of several hours. So how do we avoid this problem? You might say okay well let's just be more careful about specifying the objective. Don't forget the atmospheric oxygen. And then of course there are some other side effects of the reaction in the ocean which poisons all of the fish. Okay well then you meant that you don't kill any of the fish either. Well then what about the seaweed? Okay, don't do anything that's going to cause all the seaweed to die and then on and on and on. And the reason that we don't have to do that with humans is that humans often know that they don't know all the things that we care about. If you ask a human to get you a cup of coffee and you happen to be at Starbucks where the coffee is say 200 rupees a cup, it's entirely reasonable to come back and say well it's 200 rupees are you sure you want it or i could go to the next store and get one and it's perfectly a normal thing for a person to do to ask i'm going to repaint your house is it okay if i take off all the drain pipes and then put them back we don't think of this as a terribly sophisticated capability but ai systems don't have it because the way we build them now they have to know the full objective if we build systems that don't know what the objective is then they start to exhibit these behaviors like asking permission before getting rid of all the oxygen in the atmosphere In all these senses control over the AI system comes from the machine's uncertainty about what the true objective is and it's when you build machines that believe with certainty that they have the objective that's when you sort of get the psychopathic behavior and i think we see the same things in humans don't we 
what happens when general purpose ai hits the real economy how do things change can we adapt this is a very old point amazingly aristotle actually has a passage where he says look if we had a fully automated weaving machines and plectrums that could pluck the lyre and produce music without any humans then we wouldn't need any workers that idea which i think it was keynes who called it technological unemployment in the 1930s is very obvious to people they think yeah of course if the machine does the work then i'm going to be unemployed you can think about the warehouse that companies are currently operating for e-commerce they are almost fully automated the way it works is that an old warehouse where you've got tons of stuff piled up all over the place and humans go and rummage around and then bring it back and send it off there's a robot there instead who goes and gets the shelving unit and contains the things that you need but the human has to pick the object out of the bin or off the shelf because that's still too difficult but at the same time would you make a robot that is accurate enough to be able to pick pretty much any object within a very wide variety of objects that you can buy that would at a stroke eliminate 3 or 4 million jobs there's an interesting story that em forester wrote where everyone is entirely machine dependent The story is really about the fact that if you hand over the management of your civilization to machines you then lose the incentive to understand it yourself or to teach the next generation to understand it. You can see Wally actually as a modern version where everyone is enfeebled and infantilized by machines and that hasn't even been possible up to now. we put a lot of our civilization into books but the books can't run it for us and so we have to teach the next generation if you work it out it's about a trillion years of teaching and learning and an unbroken chain that goes back tens of thousands of generations what happens if that chain breaks I think that's something we have to understand as AI moves forward. The actual date of arrival of general purpose AI, you're not going to be able to pinpoint. It isn't a single day and it is also not the case that it's all or nothing. The impact is going to be increasing. So with every advance in AI, it significantly expands the range of tasks. So in that sense I think most experts say by the end of the century we are very very likely to have general purpose AI. The median is something around 2045 and we are going to need all of the new budding engineers and STEM professionals that we can get. Well that's all for this week's episode. The Rihanna's Lens podcast is now available on every single streaming platform. like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening in and stay tuned for more.